Welcome, Shelf Chefies Sandbox listeners. This is day four. I feel really proud of myself. Um, following, following through with my desire to do a audio blog every day of this festival. Um, there were some times where I didn't feel like it, and but yet I went ahead and did it anyway because a part of me does want to. And if it's helpful for any of you or maybe for me, myself, when I listen back and be like, what made this festival so special? There's been so many things. And as I record this, and again, it's going to be raw and uncut, which is the only way that I'm going to get this out to you because otherwise it will be stuck there in my computer for four months. (laughs) The way things have been going waiting to be edited so if I don't do it this way it's not going to see the light of day but I am sitting here in the front of my tent the mouth of my tent here looking out over the sun that's filtering through the most beautiful Texas trees and it's so softly falling on the grass there are birds singing there are people walking and chatting it is beautiful people it is so beautiful and I mentioned this before but the container of having a multi-day festival is something that I cannot stress enough because there's nowhere to be you're here like and you're going to be here you were here yesterday you're going to be here tomorrow so there's no rush and that gift of time it feels so rare and precious and I mean we have that all the time at our disposal but this is helpful in that it takes away that mirage of lack of time it peels it back and it leaves it open for connection and I cannot tell you how many times that just being open and like starting a conversation with some stranger it's awesome and you find so many similarities and there are differences and yet you can appreciate it because we're all we're all unique and yet we're all the same it's a beautiful dance and so let me kind of catch you up on things i may have missed so every night they have the dj they have like two or three DJs each night that do their sets and usually it goes into like two o'clock in the morning. Well um, I danced night before last I danced my heart out and it's beautiful because every night I'm loving this time of year because it's not too too hot like there were definitely times yesterday it started to feel oppressive but it's not like it's in June or July or August so for the most part there's been this nice breeze coming through and I, I, let me go back to where I was starting with that train of thought. I love this time of year because Orion is my favorite constellation. Ever since I learned to identify Orion, uh, it's a winter constellation. So every time I see it, it's like, oh, wow, yeah. It's just, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And it's lovely. And so the beginning of the night, you can see it. And then as it gets later and later, of course, it sets, 
But I was dancing underneath uh, the Little Dipper, like the stars. Even with the, the, the bright lights and stuff from the stage, you can still see all these Texas stars. And it's just you dancing like you don't give a shit because no one is watching you. No one cares. They're dan- Some people do have a lot of talent and they're dancing very beautifully. But for the most part, and even those people, like, there's no, they're playing. They're dancing as a form of play. And they're playing with themselves. Like, they're just feeling it and experimenting with their body. I love ecstatic dance. And the thing is, though, I don't move like that. (laughs) So my body was not used to it. So I got... Okay, I just saw a naked person. So there is nudity allowed at this event. Uh, There haven't been that many brave souls who have been uh, doing that. But I just wanted to mention that. Okay, so back to what I was saying. My body was so sore from having danced night before last. that I gave myself a break last night. Didn't want to push it. So that way tonight, which is the last night of the festival that I can hopefully let loose and dance some more. Um, Because as you know, that is the part of the festival that was going to be so challenging and stretching for me because um, I don't, I haven't felt that much comfort and familiarity with my own body. Um, I'm much more comfortable with the headspace, right? Let's think about something. Let's talk about something. But to move my body, um, it's really, it's been very freeing. So um, that's going to happen tonight. Also, another thing that I have going on is I plan on here in just a little bit doing my first sweat lodge experience. I've heard from everyone who has participated in it so far that it has been very transformative. So we will see uh, what my experience is of it. Uh, the workshops that happened today, I got my shit together early enough that I did the morning meditation that's, oh, that started at nine and that was nice. Um, there was a lot of technique to the meditation that I definitely did not have mastered, but it was very interesting. Then we, I did a workshop where there was an, a heart opening activation. After that, I did... Okay, so I've already talked to the guy who does like water constellations. Those of you who are familiar with family constellations, it is based on a very similar principle. But instead of using people as the stand-ins for the members of your family, they use these little floating... Um, floating cutouts in a pool of water a circular pool of water and how the water because water has memory um, how the water moves the pieces is kind of the same information you would get from a family constellations thing so I've talked to the guy he is willing to come onto the podcast because he happens to live in Houston. This has been really cool in this way because I don't, I haven't really discovered much of a Houston 
community with the spiritual practice part of this. So I have met a few people that I've exchanged numbers with that hopefully I will be able to keep some of this mojo going and uh, create, continue to create some, some friendships. Um, that water constellation, though, was really eye-opening. And I don't know how much I want to go into that, but we'll just say that the it was healing. Because he wanted to start with, because I have a child, he wanted to start with my first husband. So me, my first husband, and my child. He said that that's where it had to start with that constellation. And I mean, shoot, I'll just go ahead and tell you. Um, he said that the order, that the people were out of order in the water. And how the, the, the man is supposed to be on the left and then the woman to his right and then the child to the side. And that how it was is that me and my husband were out of order and basically my daughter was looking at me in, in the place of her dad. And I was like, that completely makes sense because, you know, my, hus- my first husband committed suicide for a reason. He was anxious and depressed. And so she had to look to me for a lot of her needs to be met. Um, and that now that he's, you know, gone physically, um, I do feel like she is looking for me constantly for attention. And I told him that I felt like maybe that had to do with something because she's an only child, that she's constantly looking for me to entertain her. But, you know, there had been seeds planted where I felt like she was needing me to see her and like she was looking for affirmation from me for something and that's what he said he said that she is looking to me for praise or that like um, I, I owe her something and so that just encouraged me to I don't know um, it's really interesting because love languages have come up a lot <laughs> this week And it was mentioned in a conversation about how our love language is that we don't give and receive in the same way. Um, And I have told, I guess I have complained, maybe before to you guys as well on my podcast audience, that um, my, my relationship that I'm in now with my husband, he's more of an acts of service person, not a words of affirmation. Um... And so I miss that. But guess what? I don't know that I necessarily give those words of affirmation to my daughter. Um, So that has been a mirror to me to reflect that this is what the kind of love I'm looking for is more words of affirmation. Am I being stingy without even knowing it and being aware of it? I'm not. I'm withholding in that area. So anyway... What I needed to say in this constellation is I had to tell my first husband 
I honor you, I see you, I respect you, I love you, and I honor you in the proper place in your family. Because what this constellation does is that it reorganizes energetically things to be in their proper place. And what I found out I had to he, he was leading me through what to say, the facilitator. And he said, I had to repeat after him. I take responsibility. I take complete responsibility for the dysfunction in our relationship. And I was like, Ugh, I, I couldn't say it. I'm like, but like, am, can I say I'm responsible for my half <laughs> of the dysfunction or my part of the dysfunction? And he was like, no, you have to claim responsibility for the dysfunction in the family because the water constellation, what it does, one of the tenets is that in marriage, in relationship, the other person is a mirror for us. So anyway, I, I held space for that and I accepted responsibility for the dysfunction in our relationship. But then he says, he had me repeat after him, I do not take blame. And I'm like, hold up. <laughs> I'm not taking, res- I'm taking respons- like full responsibility for the dysfunction in the relationship. But yet, I'm not taking the blame. And he's like, yeah, so you, blame is something where it's like self Flagellation, like you are beating yourself up for something that happened. Sure, you can take responsibility without owning the blame or putting that on yourself. So I was like, okay, I do not take any of the blame. And there were several things he said that he had never seen before happening. And all this time he's done the water constellations, these figures that we're seeing floating, <laughs> uh, these cutouts on the water. And one of the things was after we, after I put my first husband in his rightful place as the head of the family, and that was another thing. I was like, I like, I don't know if I can even in truth say that because he, in this life, he did not take that place. Like I'm the one that made sure bills were paid, you know? And he was like, that's because it was out of balance. Like, he wasn't in his proper place. You did not honor him or put him in the proper place in the family. So anyway, after the constellation was complete, where I I said my affirmations to reorganize the family, I kid you not, all three figurines reorganized themselves in the correct, I'm putting that in air quotes, correct position and reunited in like this triangle. And like he felt, he's like, I have never seen this happen in all the time that I've been doing water constellations. So it felt really magical. So we sat down and he was explaining more about it. And um, he was saying that he felt like the the founder of this particular modality has since passed, but he said he felt like he could really feel the founder's presence there and like he was smiling down at us and that he said he had never felt that before. So it seemed like it was a lot of firsts for him. 
which um, just seemed to underline that something happened uh, energetically. And I felt good about it. I mean, it felt good to um, honor my first husband and, yeah, take back some of the blame that I had been putting on him all these years. So, uh, we're about halfway through my time that I'm allowed on the Anchor app, so let me try and move through this a little bit. From there, I went to a voice activation workshop, and it was really cool. I found out that this lady um, is from Willis, and so not that far from Houston. One of the takeaways I got from that, it wasn't just a bunch of us hooping and hollering, although we did that, but really what she did is had us start by connecting to our sacral chakra, which is the pleasure. So I think most of the time, we are encouraged to speak from a place of opinion. At least that's how I see it, like from a place of headspace, from our mind, um, or what we've been taught to believe, etc. She said that our voice, our authentic voice, cannot really be activated until we are living and really have our sacral center, our pleasure center activated. So that part of us that eats up all the yummy goodness of life, that has to be activated first and then connect that to our throat. So when we speak from that place of yumminess, that's when we're authentically speaking our voice. And so that's what we did. We did visualizations that uh, connected the, the, the sacral to our throat. Um, so yeah, I just felt that was really powerful that whether, regardless of what the feelings are, to connect to the feeling of that, the emotion, really embody that fully and then speak from that place um, because that's who you are in the moment. Uh, later on, okay, so then I completely skipped a workshop. Okay, so the old me that was all about routine and schedule <laughs> would have been, okay, so there's an ongoing theme here about honoring our yeses and honoring our, our personal no's and the, Hopefully you're not getting tired of hearing it yet. But I really wasn't feeling any of the uh, workshops that were going on at a certain time. But the old me would have been like, dude, like I need to do this or I've been interested in this. Why am I not going to this workshop? There was a great conversation that organically happened. It's been one of several that would not have happened if I had excused myself and gone to some workshop that I might not have even enjoyed in the first place. Um, so yes, just honoring my no to the workshop and yes to this, uh, allowing something to organically develop 
someone else joined the conversation and it was just beautiful. I loved it. I made it to another workshop about aphrodisiacs and I found out that whereas my connotation to aphrodisiacs was lust (laughs) um, or like passion and overdrive that a lot of other people take it to be like a divine gift of vitality of just eating up that yumminess of life and the gift of presence of being in the present moment um and one of the things that he talked about that I don't know that I was quite ready to integrate but that's been one of the things about this workshop it brings together people who although some tenets are pretty wildly felt and held in common there are people from different perspectives and backgrounds and what he brought was um bringing back uh christ into into the conversation so my upbringing my religious community would not agree with the way he was bringing christ back into the conversation but just bringing that christ consciousness christ back into the conversation uh, was something that i will be thinking about and working with and holding space for um what else and i feel like holding space for is a phrase that gets on some people's freaking nerves um some people just don't understand it like my husband was like what (laughs) what do y'all mean when you say holding space for and i think it's just leaving it's 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 keeping the concrete wet so to speak in some in some context I think that's what it means is that not letting the concrete harden into a certain opinion but like keeping things impressionable um not that it so that it it can be reformed later I think in one context that's what it means at least to me what else There is a lady here that talks to trees and I told her I need more of those people in my life. (laughs) Once I found out that she lives in Houston, so I got her uh, information and maybe I will be able to get her on the podcast for you guys later as well. What else? I also learned the proper way to hug. It's interesting the things that you can learn at a festival. The proper way to hug is when you lean in for a hug or when you step into a hug, um, I guess move your head to the right and pull them into the left side of your chest. That is heart to heart. So your hearts are physically aligned and that is the proper way to hug. So I learned something today because apparently from what I was told, we unconsciously go into a hug the opposite way where we pull someone to the right side of us which is not heart to heart 
So I guess if you really mean it and you want that connection, bring them to the left side of you so that your hearts are aligned and really feel, allow you to see if you feel any difference. So I learned that. That was awesome. And that was something I learned in the conversation I wouldn't have had if I was in that workshop. And I guess that's it for now. We are 24 minutes into it. And my voice is getting a little... (coughs) Anyway, thanks for listening, if you are. And send me any voice messages with comments, questions, concerns. (laughs) And I would be happy to have conversations. So... This is the last night of the festival, which is making me really sad in a way, but I also miss my daughter and my husband, and I'm excited to see if I can translate some of this into my, my real life. I'm putting real in, in air quotes here, but thank you for listening, and maybe I'll do a recap tomorrow on my way out of town. Maybe Alyssa will join us with her outside perspective as the photographer, what she was able to see from her side of the lens. Um, But yes, again, thank you so much for listening. Mm